You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM. This is The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Margaret Adovka, Managing Director at Resource Work Society, and we're talking about exciting developments from Canadian innovators at the cutting edge of science, synthetic biology, and sustainable technology for a cleaner world. Margareta, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Pleasure to be here. How are you doing, McKaren? Doing very well, Margareta. And I know this week you find yourself in Toronto. What's going on and why did you make your way there? Well, it's an exciting gathering of the lead synthetic biology minds in the country and, in fact, a couple from around the world. And we have a gathering of scientists, engineers, business experts, communicators, and everyone who's involved in this dynamic space, including academics. And we're here to talk about the cutting-edge advances that are happening in this space whether it's agriculture and agri-food or uh, mining, which is a panel I just moderated uh, earlier today, just finished up uh, that one. Uh, and there's essentially this sense emerging that if we want to have realistic and feasible solutions for the biggest problems that our world faces as a result of climate change and geopolitical uncertainty and huge shifts in a population, then we need to be willing and able to deploy innovative solutions that tap into the natural potential of the world we live in. And biology, uh, particularly synthetic biology, offers some really exciting opportunities for us. And synthetic biology is a complex term. Can you explain what it means exactly and why it's relevant to the average Canadian? For sure. Well, I'll uh, maybe use an interesting analogy. And uh, for me, uh, if you are going through the process of fermenting something at home and you're using bacteria that you know, let's say it's a sourdough starter uh, or a kefir starter that, you know, has been sitting in your fridge for a couple of years, maybe a couple of generations, in some cases over 100 years that you and your family and your neighbors have been using the same starter that has been selected for and fed and, uh, you know, built to deliver a, a really specific fermentation uh, reaction, then I think you're essentially engaging in a very basic form of synthetic biology uh, at a an industrial and scientific scale, of course, this includes things like genetic engineering. Uh, it includes working with a range of not only bacteria, but also fungi and all sorts of uh, small microorganisms that can, if you properly interact with them and uh, you know, shape their DNA, uh, work to put them in the environments that are most uh, amenable to the types of behavior that you want to get from them. Um, that's essentially what synthetic biology is, and this field promises to do everything from you know, fermenting uh, material for new types of bricks that have low emissions all the way through to new types of sweeteners to replace ones like cipollos that we're finding is not really that good for you, it turns out. Mm. Now, let's dive into your panel with two world-leading scientists, Dr. Lynn Rothschild from NASA and Krishna Mahadevan from University of Toronto. What are they up to and why did you interview them today? Oh, I got so incredibly lucky to be invited to moderate this conversation and you know, I certainly mentioned this a couple times in the past. I'm involved in a clean tech startup, Tursa Earth Innovations, and Tursa is doing some really exciting work in remediating the waste water from mining operations called acid rock drainage. And we were talking about biomining on this panel. So uh, Dr. Mahadevan is the Canada Research Chair in Metabolic Systems Engineering. Uh, he also teaches at U of T. And uh, Dr. Lynn J. Rothschild is actually a senior research scientist at NASA. And uh, she describes herself as an astrobiologist. Uh, so she's been asking some of these questions that uh, the Dr. Mahadevan is asking in relation to what can be done outside of planet Earth. Uh, but some very, very interesting applications for the types of industrial activity we have here on the planet. And essentially, we you know, had this great chat about the, the need for sustainability in mining, 
uh, we, we have a big problem right now. We are producing a huge amount of mining waste. We have a massive crunch in demand for these materials. And if we want to be able to sustainably meet this demand and you know, adapt to what is a rapid, rapid increase in demand for these products as a result of electrification and shifts that are being done to uh, accommodate the shift to net zero emissions globally by, well, at least in Canada's case, by 2050 and maybe a little bit later elsewhere in the world, then we need to come up with new methods of producing uh, these very important minerals and metals. And, of course, there's a geopolitical component as well. Uh, a lot of the supply in the world right now for critical minerals is controlled by China. And the United States has realized that if it really wishes to go pedal to the metal on decarbonization, it needs to ensure a safe, secure, and affordable supply of these materials. Um, so we talked about the ways that genetically engineered microbes can be deployed to yield the types of outcomes that you need in terms of waste treatment, um, in terms of effective metals recovery, and even recycling uh, from components and parts that have been used in electronics in years past. So hugely, hugely important technology for the future of the world. If we're not able to leverage these kinds of solutions rapidly, then I think we're going to find ourselves facing some serious commodity shortages. And in some places, we're already seeing this. Uh, this has impacts. You know, it's not just a <laughs> ephemeral term. What's a commodity shortage? Who cares about a commodity shortage? But uh, it has huge ramifications for people's quality of life. You know, if you're at the store and you're asking yourself, well, why can't I get, you know, this phone? Why can't I get, uh, you know, this T-shirt? Or why can't I get myself a tube of toothpaste at a reasonable price? Or, you know, buy a ticket to fly around the world to see family and loved ones for a price that doesn't completely bankrupt you? Um, then you are experiencing the results of uh, economic systems responding to uh, commodity and the prices of things. So if we have good innovation in the works where we can commercialize that innovation, then we can actually provide solutions to industries and economies that people can then benefit from and continue to maintain a really high quality of life for them. Mm. And one more thing, Margareta, what have you learned that applies to sectors outside of biotechnology? You know, actually a very huge amount. I've been thinking about this issue for a while in the context of natural resources. And, you know, I, I talk fairly often about all the work we need to do to innovate and, uh, you know, stop looking uh, at our navels collectively as a country and actually do a lot more to mobilize and leverage the ambition and passion uh, that innovators across our economy are bringing to the field right now. And, unfortunately, we see inefficient regulations uh, that impede investment that make it difficult for companies to choose to come to Canada when they could go further afield. Uh, we have, I think in some cases, inefficiencies in our labor markets. And, you know, people who are talented and skilled, who have the types of uh, competencies that our economy needs to grow and to innovate, uh, aren't finding the jobs that are or should be available for them. Uh, we also have challenges with our ability to meaningfully and critically engage on questions like sustainability in a civil and respectful form. You know, we have huge amounts of hostility and contention in relation to issues like industrial development. And, you know, I understand that people can be worried about the types of things that are happening around climate change, but we need to be able to have respectful and mutually, um, mutually civil conversations about how we move forward, what our economy should look like. Uh, so I think a lot of these structural issues that I see, particularly in the context of natural resource development in Canada, we're actually also seeing in the context of synthetic biology. You know, everyone uh, on every panel has, to some extent, uh, bemoaned an issue getting the supply here, an issue making a connection, an issue knowing who to go to or how to navigate complex regulatory environments, um, issues leveraging public will and funding to support 
the type of innovation that innovators in, in research and uh, those in small startups are willing to bring to the market. So if we want to have good results for Canadians across the board, we need to stop looking at things sector by sector by sector. We need to have a holistic approach. And I think this is really the message that has been drilled down for me as a result of participating in this conference. And I certainly hope that we're able to, to bring forward uh, further, not only through the work of ResourceWorks, but everything else that I'm doing uh, in my, my life, whether that's work on reconciliation, uh, indigenous economic development, uh, mining, waste remediation and innovation there, or advocacy for responsible natural resource development. Margareta, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thank you so much for your